Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless host, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Thursday, wherever you may be across this great land. We got several things to get to. Major League Baseball playoffs are underway. But we begin with something that I am fired up about because I think it's going to happen. The potential for a Major League Baseball team in Nashville. We're also going to talk about Jalen Ramsey. Shad Khan finally breaks his silence with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the Rams-Seahawks is tonight. Uh, what do we think is the best bet? Uh, Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen are feuding with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Georgia, Tennessee. I'm headed up to Knoxville this weekend. We're going to have a VIP event. If you haven't signed up for OutKick VIP events, you can. You'll be entitled to attend them all. We will have an open bar at said event. If you are going to be in Knoxville, you can go sign up at the top of OutKick.com. Right there, easy link. And uh, then you can see where the VIP event is going to be on the message board. Uh, also, uh, mustache incident that I have to address that is, uh, that is incredibly difficult uh, in general to, uh, to, uh, to contemplate what a disaster this thing has been. So, uh, we begin here uh, with the Nashville Major League Baseball team idea, which I believe is, uh, is going to happen. We had John Morosi on the show this morning and as a part of his appearance on the show this morning he said if he had to bet he believed Nashville would have a Major League Baseball team by 2030 which is a little over 10 years from now. Um, And if you haven't seen it already I tweeted out the link. They have provided a design for a retractable roof stadium which would be located basically next door to the Tennessee Titans Stadium downtown. I love everything about this idea. You guys know I'm not a huge Major League Baseball guy. I don't spend a lot of time talking about it. I'm a Little League coach. Uh, I like baseball. But I love the idea of Nashville having a team. I think it would work really well either by expansion or relocation. I think either one is very viable. Potentially the Rays relocating to Nashville I think is in play. Uh, But I also think that Major League Baseball is going to expand and there are a lot of people out there working hard in Nashville to put together a uh, multi, uh, you know, what is it, a huge billion dollar package to get this done. If you haven't already checked it out, there are planned designs for a retractable roof stadium that would seat around 35,000 or 40,000 people in downtown Nashville. You'd be able to use it for a variety of different events including potentially the Final Four, big events like that uh, that would be really cool to be able to have set up. You would also be able to have awesome concerts maybe that aren't big enough to fill up uh, the uh, Nissan Stadium or maybe out of season when you can't use the outdoor football stadium but are too big for Bridgestone Arena and Ascend Amphitheater. So you would have a massive amount of different uses for this event. So I believe it's going to happen. I think it's a matter of when, not if. 
And I think Major League Baseball will kill it in Nashville with the right ownership group and the right people committed to the idea of making it happen. There are several other cities in the continental United States that are potentially bidding in this universe uh, in the event Major League Baseball expands by two teams. Portland and Charlotte and Vegas, I would say, among them. But I believe Nashville is ahead of all of those cities. Uh, and I think that Major League Baseball would like to have a team in Nashville. I think they think it's a good baseball town. I believe if you put it downtown, that the number of tourists who would be walking uh, to the stadium and would help to support the overall attendance would be substantial. Already, the Nashville Sounds, the AAA team, do nine or 10,000 uh, on average a night. I think that will make an awful lot of sense, and uh, I think it will work very well. I'll keep you updated. I love everything about this story. But again, you can go check out my Twitter feed and go see that design for what Major League Baseball in Nashville would actually look like, either via the Rays potentially relocating or an expansion franchise. There is talk that Major League Baseball wants to go from 30 to 32. Also talk that the American League could be really interested in Nashville. And that would be intriguing because the Nashville area is surrounded by the Cubs, the Braves, and the Cardinals. In theory, this would be really cool to bring an American League team to Nashville. But I think either different, uh, either opportunity would work uh, pretty well. So that is a story worth following. I got to give credit to Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of franchises that may one day move, I still think Jacksonville one day will find itself in London. But in the meantime, I believe that Shad Khan finally came out and said what I told you guys should have been said a while ago to Jalen Ramsey. I'm not trading you. I am not willing to trade you because you may be the best overall player in the history of the Jacksonville franchise. I would say certainly Jalen Ramsey is top five. Tony Baselli, Mark Brunel, uh, Fred Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew, Jalen Ramsey. One of those five would be the best Jacksonville Jaguar of all time. And I think Jalen Ramsey may be the best of all time because I don't know that those other four guys were ever arguably the best at their position while they were playing for Jacksonville like Jalen Ramsey is. Here's what you have to do if you're Shad Khan. You have Jalen Ramsey under contract this year. You have him under contract next year as well. This is a no-brainer. You can't trade him. You can't let him leave at least this season, particularly because if you look at the Jags' schedule right now, the next four games for the Jags are very winnable. They're on the road against Carolina. Then they play three more crappy teams off the top of my head. I don't remember exactly who those three crappy teams are, but I believe they play the uh, two winless teams in the mix there. And I think it's a good chance that at worst, the Jags are 4-4 four and four at the halfway point. And given the fact that everybody in the AFC South right now is 2-2, two and two, to me, this is a no-brainer. You tell Jalen Ramsey, I'm not going to trade you. You are an asset to our team. Right now, at the end of the year, we'll contemplate potentially considering trading you depending on what options are out there. But we're not going to set the precedent of allowing a player to say in the middle of the season, I want out and you have to trade me and we're going to acquiesce to that demand. I think Shad Khan finally came out and shot down this move like he should have done for a while. Tonight, Thursday night football. The Rams on the way, on the road going up against the Seattle Seahawks. I like the Rams to win outright. The line has been bouncing around one or two all week. I think the Rams go on the road, get an outright win, because if you look at the Seahawks' season so far, 
They feasted on bad teams. They were lucky to beat the Bengals. They beat the Steelers uh, when they had the Ben Roethlisberger injury, and they got the win uh, over another bad team. Who else did they beat? Another winless team. I think 0-10-1, or 1-10-1, is the record of the teams that so far the Seattle Seahawks have beaten. They beat the Cardinals. There you go. 1-10-1 is their uh, combined teams that they have beaten. They got beaten at home by the Saints. I believe the Rams coming off of an awful performance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get it done at home uh, sorry on the road at the home of the Seattle Seahawks I like the Rams outright in this game I'm also betting on Todd Gurley to score the first touchdown FYI that's my play on Thursday night football tonight have you paid attention to this ridiculousness that's going on in Minnesota if it were not the Vikings this would be the biggest story in the NFL right now if it were the Browns if it were a New York team if it were an L.A. team, Adam Thielen called out Kirk Cousins for stinking at quarterback. Called him out for stinking at quarterback. And then Kirk Cousins did the unbelievable. He got on his knees, essentially, and apologized to Adam Thielen for stinking at quarterback. This is an unbelievable story. And then Stephon Diggs came out and said that there were rumors that he wanted to trade he said he didn't want to trade, but every rumor has an element of truth. Now, I got to say, every rumor doesn't actually have an element of truth. In fact, many rumors have no elements of truth. I think what Stefan Diggs was trying to say was every joke has an element of truth, but the thing is, every joke may not have an element of truth in it either. So this is, I believe, an unbelievable story that has developed where somehow Cousins has managed to alienate two of the best wide receivers in the entirety of the NFL and he has done it while he's got an incredibly talented running back in Dalvin Cook lining up behind him. I don't understand how this is possible. I don't understand remotely what is going on here. But this is a big story surrounding the Vikings given that they gave Kirk Cousins $84 million and him replacing Case Keenum was supposed to lead the Vikings to the promised land. I like the Giants in this game this weekend and that's even assuming Saquon Barkley is not coming back and playing. To me, the play here is asking how in the world did the Vikings go this far off the rails where Adam Thielen, who's not exactly known for being an outspoken guy, and Stephon Diggs, who didn't show up at practice, he said he had a cold. Uh, Stephon Diggs, who's not exactly known for being an outspoken guy, are somehow not getting along with Kirk Cousins. I don't begin to understand exactly what is at play here, but this is a mess, and I don't think there's an easy, easy solution to it. And if I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, a long-suffering, by the way, Minnesota Vikings fan, I'm not happy about the way this thing is playing out right now. All right, uh, I have to address something. Before I talk about Georgia-Tennessee, I have to address something. I had a mustache incident. I had a mustache controversy, mustache gate. I'm going to lean in. You can see right here, it's not an intentional attempt to create a triangle with my mustache. I was shaving yesterday, and I managed to accidentally shave the edge of my mustache off. It's a bad move by me. I was hoping that nobody would notice. I was hoping that it would go unacknowledged that slowly, rapidly, due to my extreme masculinity and high testosterone levels, that my hair would immediately come back in 
and nobody would notice my mustache error. Yesterday, unfortunately, live on Lock It In, Rachel Bonetta called me out for having made a shaving error. And I was ridiculed. I was insulted to the high heavens over my inability to shave. And I just want to say, I'm not perfect. I know that you might think I'm perfect. I, uh, I, I, I do have flaws. And sometimes those flaws involve shaving. Trying to groom myself. I'm trying to get the upper lip shaved a little bit. And I took off too much. And then I tried to go back in and adjust it. And I took off too much again. And I panicked. I don't know what good options I have. I stood in front of the mirror and I thought to myself, here are the options so far as I see them. One, I can take off the entire beard and I can go completely clean shaven, but then for a third of a mustache, I'm replacing a full beard. Other main option I would say that I have is to take off the mustache, but I'm not Amish. And I also think that you should probably be arrested on site if you're not Amish and you have a beard, but not a mustache. I don't know what you're into, I don't know what you're up to, but I don't think you can be trusted. Maybe unfair to people who have beards and no mustaches, but I think they're up to some shady stuff. I don't know why. I don't know why they've decided to look that way. I don't know what they're trying to do. But if I had to pick facial hair, the guy with the beard, without the mustache, you need to make sure and investigate that guy because he's up to something. I don't want to be that guy. Particularly not when I'm going to get on the road and take I-40 East up to Knoxville this weekend to watch the Tennessee-Georgia game. So, I would like to apologize to everyone for mustache gate here. Not trying to hide anything. Not trying to pretend to be something that I'm not. But the mustache was here and now it's gone. And I don't want to be, somebody just said, I can't be chin strap beard guy. I can't, I don't know that I have really good options other than waiting for this thing to come back in and being able to do a retrim. Now, I will say, this would be a real disaster if it were November and it looked like I hated cancer. I don't hate cancer. I do hate cancer. I don't hate cancer awareness. But this would be an insult to cancer, uh, cancer fighters, if I had accidentally messed up my mustache during November. Thankfully, it's an October error, not a November error. All right, finally, I'm going to be in Knoxville this weekend. I'm going up for the Georgia-Tennessee game. Yes, make your insults here. It's likely that Tennessee is going to get run, although I've already bet the balls plus 25. It's too big of a number. Georgia's 2-3-9-1 in their last 14 games against Tennessee against the number. Tennessee in the last 15 years won six, lost nine to Georgia, which is actually respectable compared to how they've done against other rivals. Uh, I think this game will be close into the fourth quarter, then Georgia will pull away and win by 17 or so. But the important thing is, big Friday night event, Saturday events, OutKick VIP, go jump on the message board, sign up for OutKick VIP. I hope to see a bunch of you guys and girls who will be in Knoxville for the Georgia-Tennessee game. We're going to have an event. The details are up on the OutKick VIP message board. Otherwise, if you're not going to be at our event, just keep your eyes peeled for the man with uh, two-thirds of a mustache who will be walking around headed into the game on Saturday night. Uh, I love all of you. Appreciate you spending the time with us that you do on this show. My name is Clay Travis. This has been OutKick the Show. Be live tomorrow from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the radio show. About to be live on Lock It In. By the way, tomorrow... Tomorrow we're going to be on live Lock It In special show right after the Astros game ends against the Rays. Astros-Rays will then come straight to us. So the game in Houston will be on almost immediately after the the Houston Astros game tomorrow. So if you're watching that on FS1, we will be on soon after. I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. 
This has been Outkick, the show. Mustache Gate, officially explained. Love you. Kisses. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP.